Iowa everywhere. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Hawkeye reaction following Iowa's 15-13 victory over Illinois on Senior Day. And uh, wow, that was uh, once again just another nail-biter for Iowa Hawkeye fans and the guys out there in the field in this season, I guess it's uh, it's not going to be any other way other than that, is it? That's just the way she's going to be. Um, before we dive into the statistics, you know, maybe focusing a little bit on the human factor of things. Um, if you watch the game, you saw at the end, uh, pretty much every, so many players went up to Brian Ferentz uh, as the final seconds wound down. I think that there was at least two Gatorade uh, baths for Brian. There was a very emotional hug between he and his father. Uh, Every player that came up to him, the bear hug, I mean, it was the smiles, the love. Brian Ferentz is clearly uh, well-liked by a number of the Iowa players. You know, to hear former players who were there while Brian Ferentz was either a lines coach, uh, you know, a position coach, and also a coordinator, it's fairly uh, fairly universal love. Now, I doubt everybody does because I don't know anybody who's universally loved by everyone. But clearly this mattered. Clearly his players care about him. We're very happy for him in some ways. This was uh, a second senior day for Brian Ferentz as he will no longer be with the football program following Iowa's bowl game. And I'm very happy for him, incredibly happy for Brian. And I also would add that scenes like what we just saw and things that are fueled by emotion may be, emphasis on may, because I don't know this to be true, but it may be part of the reason why the decision was made by Iowa's president and interim athletic director Beth Getz a few weeks ago to basically say Brian will not be back with the program because when emotion gets involved, when things like this begin to happen, even the hardiest folks may succumb to Stockholm Syndrome if that is even a thing and wasn't just a made-up psyop. But I think you understand the reference. Um, I will say that uh, emotion was tugging at my heartstrings seeing that. And part of the reason is, is because as I've said before, I don't put the majority of the blame for Iowa's offensive malaise and woes these past several years at Brian Ferentz's feet. I put them squarely at Kirk Ferentz's feet. And as I've also opined uh, on the Iowa Everywhere Network over the past few months, that I felt that Brian Ferentz was the only person that could get Kirk Ferentz to be less rigid on offense. And it didn't even work out that way. So I don't have a great deal of hope for whomever comes in next if he wouldn't even change his ways a little bit to save his son's job. Now, again, there were injuries. Cade McNamara, Luke Lachey, Eric All, the Iowa offensive line continues to get dinged up. So this probably didn't allow Brian to put his best foot forward in a very uh, 
you know, important and significant year, and we are where we are with regards to the future of the Iowa offense. But still, um, Kirk did his son no favors with the rigidity of his offensive uh, approach, and we are where we are. Very happy for Brian, happy for Kirk, happy for all the players. I'm happy as a fan. Uh, never want to see Illinois beat Iowa. I never want to see Iowa lose. But 15 to 13, Iowa moves to nine and two on the season. Those of us uh, over eight win ticket holders just cashed. Congratulations to each of you. And Iowa wins the Big Ten West with one game to play, which is kind of a rarity. And it's a beautiful thing. Iowa, no matter what happens next week in Lincoln, and boy, of course, we all want to see a win there. No matter what happens, Iowa will be representing the Big Ten West in the last ever Big Ten championship, pitting the Big Ten West against the Big Ten East. Who knows if they revive divisions one day and call them East and West. But as it is constituted under this uh, current Big Ten setup before four new teams come and start to play in the league next year, the 14-team Big Ten, which has been around for a little bit. It will be no more, and Iowa will be in the Big Ten championship game in this final year of the current uh, current alignment. For the game, Iowa, 281 yards of offense. Illinois, 280 yards of offense. Iowa, 167 through the air to 215 for Illinois. Iowa topped 114 yards on the ground thanks to the 30-yard game-winning touchdown run by Caleb Johnson, who up to that point did not look good. And I'd started to write a couple of tweets, but I stopped, namely because I'd like, Tweeting uh, as much as I used to in the games is just not something I'm into anymore. You don't need to, it, it, you just tweet so many obvious things. But it was nice to see Caleb get that run because I saw deceleration into the line of scrimmage a few times. Just saw a lot of things from a, a running back that I don't want to see. And he breaks that off and shows why he can be a special talent. Now, LaShawn Wilson, sorry, LaShawn Williams, also a very special player. And, you know, for the back half of this season, he's he's been the guy you feel better about. But, man, Johnson, a little wiggle. And as important as that 30-yard touchdown run was, and there's no way to uh, underestimate or underemphasize the importance of that touchdown run for an offense that is incredibly challenged, that uh, you know, 10-yard running play on third and eight that allowed Iowa to effectively ice the game, huge, huge for this team. And I tell you what, that I'm really glad they won for any number of reasons, but it was it was setting up to be an incredibly frustrating result when the defense and the special teams were once again near perfect or as good as you can expect them to be with the exception of the, you know, missing a 50-yard field goal, okay, you know, missing an extra point, you can't do that. So they weren't perfect on special teams, but the defense, defense allowed 13 points and 280 yards. And yeah, the defense once again balled out and it was going to be another sad result, an unfair result for those guys who play defense with an offense that was doing next to nothing. But you know what? That offense did just enough so everybody gets to celebrate. 
you know, Iowa's drive chart after their touchdown in the first half to take a, um, what was that, like a, a nine to three lead? Punt, 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 punt. That would be one, two, three, four, six punts in a row in between until their next touchdown, which was Caleb Johnson's 30 yard run. But it wasn't great. Not only that, on those six drives in a row in between touchdowns where Iowa punted, uh, nine yards, eight yards, nine yards, 18 yards, two yards, 18 yards, not a lot happened in this game uh, well for the Iowa offense. The first half, though, the first quarter, first quarter, Deacon Hill, I think it was eight of 10. It looked like he was carrying the momentum of a very solid performance from last week into this week, but the second half, uh, it did not look very good whatsoever. Illinois in the first quarter, their drives, three of them. Three plays, negative seven. Three plays, negative one. Uh, then eight plays for 43. And then, of course, they also had a 10-play, 75-yard drive as well. You know, Illinois' quarterback, um, very solid. I actually, in a, in a in a stupid, you know, small wager parlay, bet the over on this game. After watching Illinois' quarterback, Paddock, last week, put up over 500 yards and Cooper DeGene being out this game, I was a little concerned. Paddock with 47 pass attempts, just 22 completions. That's less than 50%. For 215 yards, no touchdowns. That's a 47% completion percentage. No Cooper DeGene. And Iowa's next man in came in and did a great job. Now, look, Isaiah Williams, um, he had, what was it, 16 targets and eight receptions for 105 yards. But it's Ben, don't break. Uh, Washington had 13 or 15 targets for eight reception, eight receptions for 58 yards. I mean, the defense played exceptionally well without one of their key leaders. And I was going to say without their leader, but I don't know that I can say that. Joe Evans had that pass breakup there on Illinois' uh, last drive on fourth and two. Jay Higgins was going to do it if Joe did not. Joe had a fantastic game in his swan song, uh, swan song in Kinnick Stadium. One sack, one and a half tackles for loss, um, you know, three breakup. Just, just, just an incredible game. But Jay Higgins, what an amazing player he has been for Iowa this year. Twelve tackles, six solo. But you, he is the quarterback out there for this defense. He was so locked in all season long, like he's been doing this for two years prior. Now, of course, he'd been practicing for a long time, but he didn't have a, you know, a, a significant minutes role. But this year, he got the opportunity to have a significant minutes role. And one of the greater examples in the Kirk Ferentz era of that fifth-year guy, plays his best football in that last year when he gets his opportunity. He ran the whole race, a phrase that Kirk Ferentz is fond of using. And when he got his opportunity, he took advantage of it. And I played at an all-Big Ten caliber level. One of the um, best, uh, most voluminous tacklers in all of college football, certainly in the Big Ten. And he directed that defense just he sees things before they happen and that's a guy that you know is spending a ton of time in film study and just just hats off uh, to jay higgins sure wish he could be around uh, another year but i'm so grateful that he's made the most of the opportunity that was given and man i just 
Jay Higgins is going to do some amazing things in life. A lot of these guys are going to, probably most of them will. But Jay Higgins, um, you know, if you followed his family on Twitter, you know, he's got great support from his family. Uh, I imagine he has universal respect and support of his teammates. And this is someone, the life lesson that he just learned from playing football at Iowa, biding your time, running the race, not giving up when things look like they're impossible and you may never see the field, and boom, he gets his opportunity. And he goes out and play, has a season like the one that he just had. Incredibly proud of him. Hats off, Jay Higgins. Hats off to the entire defense rallying around after, uh, you know, Cooper DeGene had that injury in practice this week, and likely his Iowa career is done as he has nothing else left to prove in the college game, and the NFL awaits. And he's going to be a really, really good one uh, in the NFL. Um, looking through some comparisons here, quarter half cumes. No, that's not what I want. I want to see the first down. You know, I mean, Iowa found themselves in a number of third and longs. Um, Iowa's average distance to go on third down attempts 16 of them the average distance to go was 8.5 yards and Iowa somehow had a 37.5 percent completion percentage rare uh you know back on Illinois drive Illinois uh last drive that scored points where they got a field goal in the fourth quarter and two third and longs where they were bailed out by the officiating um that blindside crackback block I'm not going to offer a strong opinion on that one way or another um, looks like that one probably was in the realm of legitimate. But the um, the other penalty that Iowa had on roughing the quarterback did not agree with that. The contact was made with the quarterback as the ball was still in his hands and just about ready to leave. And they called roughing the quarterback. Personal foul perpetuates the drive. Defense still held. But two times in that drive, the defense thought they'd gotten off the field, but a penalty Heard Iowa there, but you know what? Bend did not break penalties um, in this game. Let me see if I can find that. Iowa was six for 70 yards. Illinois also six uh, for 53 yards. Both teams with 18 first downs. Illinois five of 15 on third. Iowa six of 16 on third. Iowa runs 65 plays to 70 for Illinois. Iowa with an average per play of 4.3, an average per completion of uh, 8.8, and a 3.2 average yards per rush. A lot more will be discussed about this game um, this week. But again, the Iowa Hawkeyes are your Big Ten West champions. And enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, we now welcome into the Channel Seed Studios. Hawkeye Sunday presented by Color Manufacturer, my man Chad Winterbor. Iowa finally clinching that Big Ten title game spot, winning the Big Ten West with a win over Illinois 15-13. What do you think of yesterday's game? Well, it's funny. I mean, we talk about this every week. It's We struggle to find new things to talk about because they keep winning basically the same way every week. And um, I think the biggest thing was just, after the game, seeing the reactions, you're just happy for Kirk because you know it's been a, a really stressful season for him and Brian. Um, and seeing seeing that after the game just made you feel good for them that that they endured this season and, and made it through and made it to the championship game. So I think for me, that's the biggest biggest thing that stands out because the game itself was your your typical did just enough Vintage. to get the win. 
which like, is the most know, important thing. But basketball, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, do you see a chance in the future? You know, obviously, last year the Big Ten West. So I guess you can say Iowa Big Ten West champs for life. No one's ever going to take that away from them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I I think if we're all realistic about this, I mean, we all know it's going to get a lot tougher from here on out um, mm-hmm. without having the two divisions, with adding um, Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA. Um, I, I think I'm, – and that's probably why Kirk is so emotional after this one too, obviously with everything with Brian, but – you know things are going to get more difficult from here on out. So I, I think, you know, Iowa fans just need to enjoy this one. We know the championship game is probably going to be an extremely tough game, but um, it is what it is. They The most important thing is they won the games that were on their schedule. They did what they had to do, whether it was ugly or not. They did what they had to do, and and, and they're in the championship game. So congrats to the team and the players. You're happy for them. And um, now we just see – see who they play and, and how it all plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Caleb Brown, I don't know folks out there. This is a uh, two guys named Chris emergency pod, Caleb Brown, <laughs> kind of his coming out party, you know, seven catches, 71 yards. That's probably the best performance from a receiver for Iowa in a long time. Yeah. Average 10.1 yards a catch. Um, you know, again, we've talked about, too, that Deacon Hill just can't turn the ball over. He's just got to make the plays that are in front of him. And if you don't turn it over and you run it for just enough and you do just enough um, passing yards, I mean, Caleb obviously came up big yesterday, but they did just enough to come out with this win. So happy for Caleb, uh, happy for Deacon. Um, it's just it's just a relief to to know that you made it to the championship game. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of those players who are they've heard a lot of criticism all year long. And so for them, right. it's got to be very, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I mean, they have to be extremely happy to have overcome all the criticism in their minds and, and come out on top here. So. Well, Iowa heads to Lincoln next Friday. It's always a black Friday game. Yep. Nebraska is still looking for that six win. They sit at five and six right now. They honestly might have a lot more to play for than Iowa because I I think Iowa's might put it in cruise control and have everything clinched. I think Kirk Ferentz already joked about the starters are staying in Iowa City next week. But how do you feel about Iowa's chances in Lincoln next week? Well, yeah, I mean, I think especially after the Cooper Gene injury, I, I'm sure in the back of Kirk's mind, this game really doesn't matter at all. Um, you know, you're always a little bit nervous about taking the foot off the throttle too much and and you don't want to take a step back. Um, but let's be honest, I mean, it's not like I was putting up a ton of yards anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think they're probably wise to hold back on some guys. Um, I Yeah, I, as much as we all love beating Nebraska and, and everybody in the state of Iowa can agree that yep. – that we want to beat Nebraska, to be honest, this game just doesn't matter for Iowa. And I think you just got to stay healthy and and just work on preparing for the championship game because that's way more important than this game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Chad, thank you for your time as always. This has been Hawkeye Sunday presented by Killer Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.